You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called Imposter Among Us. <laughs> Do I need to do the British accent too? Yeah. The myth that you're fooling everyone. Ooh, that was good. I've All been right. working on it. I've Wasn't been doing it. Hey, I do my thing. Been every watching now and again. the Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronic. So. What calls and not anyway? <laughs> cool. Well, this week's episode actually stems from a conversation that I had. Nick did not get to have this conversation, but I did get to have it. And um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but also, just um, you know, as we've been talking and processing, mm-hmm. um, we just kind of had this understanding that we all deal with insecurity on some level yes we all battle it yes and this um this imposter syndrome if you don't know what this is it's uh, also called the imposter phenomenon or the imposter Mm -hmm. experience um not to be confused even though we kind of stole from the video game among us uh, we're not talking about that specifically um but that is something that's current and relevant so yeah yeah if you clicked on this to get tips on that game stick around you might learn something well and even (laughs) even the game itself (laughs) Even what you were describing of the game to me, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like another game we used to play um, that was like called murderer or killer or something where like you have to hunt for the person who's guilty, but you, there's certain clues and you have to ask questions. Yeah. Nobody knows who the killer is. Yeah. And like it kind of, I think the, the game itself feeds into this reality Mm -hmm. or maybe this fear that we all have that we're the imposter, that we're the one that's going to get found out by everybody else. And, um, and really like you were saying, it's like this we have these self-inflicted expectations. Yes, because, well, let's let's define the imposter syndrome oh, first. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Because sorry. I think people need, if you haven't heard of what this is, mm-hmm. um, chances are you've experienced it. So go ahead, you've, you've yeah. got a definition. Oh, yes, up. this is a definition. It says, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters mm-hmm. suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So before we go into that definition, mm-hmm. I want to say two things. Okay. One. One is if this sounds like something that you know would uh, bless somebody that somebody needs to know about, share this episode. Yes. Two, if you're hiring anyone to read text for a commercial, <laughs> Kylie Joe's your girl. I'm Voice just over saying. work. I've never done it before, but I, I was just totally listening and it. I was like, I would buy this product. I don't know what you're selling. <laughs> But I'm going to buy it. I'm selling imposters. (laughs) (laughs) Two for one. If you're watching a show, two for one. All right. Um, But yeah, so that idea of the imposter syndrome, it's it's this kind of self-inflicted expectation that you put on yourself that um, your outward achievements have Mm -hmm. to be met with this inward feeling of of value of Mm. like worthiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like, man, I've I've this thing came easy to me or, or I was able to accomplish um, yet I feel like everyone around me is better than me mm-hmm. at this thing or at this job or at this. Wow. And we've experienced it a lot in the Christian walk. Absolutely. So yeah. many times I remember having a conversation in our first pastorate with this young lady who, um, was, was on the road to recovery. She was getting through some addiction issues mm-hmm. and, um, I was asking her, I was just trying to help her and encourage her in that. And, and she got to the point where she's like, well, I can't like, you wouldn't understand because mm. you and you and Kylie George is so perfect. And, and, in her mind, she had made up this, this image of what a Christian was, which was a person that had no issues, no faults. And for her to say she was a Christian, she felt this imposter syndrome, like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm saying I'm a Christian, but inside I still feel 
addiction and, and yeah. guilt and shame and, and yeah. all this stuff. And, um, and what we had to do was we had to come alongside her and be like, Hey, um, we you struggle need, too. You got to understand our journey yeah. because you've got all these, these expectations on yourself mm-hmm. because you think everybody else got to where they are because of some perfectionism that they have. Yeah. But the reality is that everyone struggles. Yeah. Everyone's gone through something. Everyone yeah. is going through something. Or will be going through something. Yes. That's the, what is it? Like you're either just coming out of a battle, mm-hmm. you're in a battle, or you're about to go into a battle. Yes. Like that's just the reality of our life in different seasons. That's right. And that's right. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. Like I remember this, this conversation you're talking about. I remember like for listening to it. I was like, man, like I know Christians are messed up. Like I know this, I know this from experiencing life with Christians. <laughs> I know, I know from, a lot of messed up being Christians. one. Like I'm like, yeah. I, I know I messed up, but unfortunately like when you build up this perception of mm-hmm. how a Christian should behave and even if some of it is based in truth, yeah. if it's an exaggerated version of that truth, it's like, now I have to perform at this level and mm-hmm. you actually end up creating more stress for yourself yeah. because you're performing to meet a standard that nobody else has for you. Yes. And now we're not talking about uh, relinquishing your understanding of holiness, right? We're not saying, no. Hey, don't try to do good. Just <laughs> you feel like sin and sin. No, that's not no, what we're saying. No, no. We're saying that um, nobody's perfect and nobody gets to where they are mm-hmm. without struggles and without that those feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. And there are things that, that we know happen, um, when we don't actually deal with our insecurities, like when we don't actually go into these areas and say, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I'm, I'm fooling everybody? Mm -hmm. Um, we have these toxic things that get formed in our minds. We have these unhealthy patterns, um, of behavior and, and we can even find ourselves being spiritually abusive, Mm. or um, like wielding power over things and, and not even realize that we're doing it in relationships. And so, um, we really want to like, like dive into this. Um, Mm -hmm. and one, of course, like, as we've said, we're messed up people. I'm sure you are too. And so I hope that this comes as kind of a breath of fresh air for you. Like, okay, I, I'm not the only one that has ever felt like they're going to find me out. That's part of what imposter syndrome does. It it tricks you and we keep saying syndrome and like it's a clinically diagnosable thing. Yeah. The fact is it's so widespread across the human experience. It's so widespread across demographics that you, you don't just go and be like, man, I think this main issue in my life is imposter syndrome. And they write you a script like the, <laughs> it's it's an understanding, a self-awareness of like, oh, I feel like an imposter. I'm experiencing this this kind of disjunct in mm-hmm. my identity. Mm-hmm. And so um, so, yeah, we know that this is something that a lot of people deal with and yeah. what imposter syndrome will tell you is no, nobody else deals with it. You're the only one, right? Just you, everyone else has this figured out. Yeah. You're the one that stinks. Like you yeah. are terrible at this, but everyone else is good. So don't even bring it up. Yeah. And so we're shedding There's some a word light for on that. this. Do you remember what that word is? What? The word for like believing that you're the only one struggling with something. It's like eight, something about ignorance. <laughs> no, it's like, kidding. it's like personalized ignorance or something like um, that. Pluralistic. Pluralistic ign- ignorance. Yes. Look it up. It's well, here, let's just define it for them or give them an understanding (laughs) pluralistic ignorance. So everyone has the same ignorance. It's everyone thinks they're the only one. Um, but it's pluralistic because it's individual people Mm -hmm. all have the same thought and they're all ignorant that everyone else has the same thought. So yeah, Yeah, which is pluralistic twilight zone ish. Um, (laughs) And so like really for you, the, um, and, and for all of us, the fact that we know this is so common that 
you know, it's not something like Nick said, it's going to be diagnosed. You're not going to go in and be like, okay, well you now have this disorder and now you have this medication to take, Yeah. but it should help us to see that this is, um, it's almost universal to the human experience. Yeah. And at some point, even if you don't battle it for your whole life, at some point you will feel like that. I think as children, we can get that in that place. Throughout um, adolescence, definitely. Yeah. And it's like, well, who am I? And do they, they don't really know who I am. They don't understand me. Yeah. Okay. But then if we start to develop those patterns into adulthood, it can, it can really start to wreak havoc on our relationships. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, well, and yeah. in that, sorry, let's, yeah, let's go keep, ahead. keep diving. So let's do it <laughs> in that, um, dealing with that managing of other people's expectations. Mm. Um, we want to encourage and remind you all that what other people think of you is none of your business. Come on. And so this isn't about how can you be more authentic in your actions? So people believe you more. This is about mm. how can we reconcile with who we are inside and understand the lie that is imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so please know what other people think of you is none of your business. Um, we had that on a shirt for a while. We did. We should bring it back. Y'all want to see, uh, another one of them shirts. I'm listening. <laughs> it's like Dora the Explorer when they say something Aww. and they wait. Huh? Does anyone see a Nick Smith podcast sign <laughs> behind me? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, in suffering from imposter syndrome, it's not just something that we deal with now. It's actually something we find in scripture. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people have it in scripture. Sorry. I'm like, this, is, Ooh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if you've ever, like mm -hmm. when you do Bible studies, a lot of times it's like a topical Bible study. Like, okay, we're going to look at the sin of this, or we're going to look at this subject, um, in scripture. But, um, it's really interesting mm -hmm. to look at different people in the Bible and to like examine these people's lives and how they struggled with things. And it helps us today to realize like, oh man, one, I'm just as messed up as them yep. and vice versa. And two, these issues that we face have been like, have been there for people. Like yeah. we, we've been battling these things for thousands and thousands of years. So and that's one thing, sorry, real quick. That's one thing I really like about, um, the truth of scripture mm -hmm. is that we don't have all these, um, these legends, like right? These, not all these legendary people that never did anything wrong. Like the Holy Spirit was very direct when he revealed <laughs> the truth to these authors. He was like, uh, no, you messed up. Yes. You didn't mess that up. Let's yeah. put it in there. No, if you're going to tell the story, tell it all. Don't yeah. be leaving that out. And so I love that we can look at the heroes of the faith and be like, man, God can use them. Yeah. And I love it because a lot of times people will say like, well, how can you believe that book? It's mm -hmm. full of all these stories of people that messed up. And I'm like, man, it's because of the stories of messed right. up people that I want to believe like this. Cause it's not about the people. It's not about their perfection. It's about God's grace. That's so it. So like that. Yeah. So anyway, some people that I don't know if you know, if you've read the Bible or anything like that, <laughs> um, but there's like a bunch of people that had this, these issues of insecurity. Yes. And Gideon was one. Yeah. Gideon. Sweet so. Gideon. The man, uh, the man <laughs> done won everything. He's in charge of all this stuff. And then he's like, you know what? I want to be holy too. They don't think I'm holy enough. I'm right. going to make myself an ephod. But, but bro, you ain't the priest. But you can't be doing that, Gideon. Like, you're leading. You're the, you're the judge. You can't be the judge and the priest. Like Come you're on. doing too much, Gideon. Well, and Naomi. Not Naomi. Naomi. She had, <laughs> I mean, she was not operating in her identity. She even, yeah. she wanted to change her name. Yeah. Because it was like, I'm not this person anymore. And she only wanted to change her name after she was dealing with people mm -hmm. and what they would think of her. That's right. Come on now. But the one person that I think for me is like, this is the dude, this is the poster yeah. child for imposter syndrome in yes. scripture is King Saul. It's old Testament Saul. So we're not talking about Saul turned to Paul. We talking about no. OT. Although I think 
Paul may have had some issues. I don't before. know. Uh, I think Paul was sold out in everything he did. Paul was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm killing people. I'm always killing people. Oh wait, no, I'm loving and I'm Jesus. not apologizing. I'm for always it. loving Jesus. Like he, Paul was 100. percent He never. He didn't. Yeah, go, that's no true. break. All that's gas, true. no break. But, but Old Testament, Old Testament Saul. Saul, yes. Saul struggles. So if you don't know the story of King Saul, um, go back and read it because we a lot of times only learn about King Saul as kids, as the the first king of Israel, mm-hmm. and the one that tried to kill David. Yeah. Like that's pretty much it. But that's his full right? his full story. That's his, the whole gambit of who old Solly Saul was. <laughs> but um, one of the things that is interesting in reading his story is how human he is. So, like, mm. from the very beginning, we see him struggling with this imposter uh, syndrome. Yeah. Um, so when Samuel, Samuel, so many S's. I'm like, Saul Samuel <laughs> said. <laughs> um, but when Samuel was told to find um, Saul and say, hey, that's the king. Yeah. And Samuel anointed him and said, you're the king. Uh, first off, Saul was already an impressive young man. He was he was like gorgeous. Yeah, he was tall. tall. Than, they said like a head taller than everybody yeah. in Israel. Which Most mean, handsome in the land. Yeah, I mean. like the the man was like renowned. Like he had all the makings mm-hmm. of what you would expect a king to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so God gave the people what they wanted as far as this, this visage, this image of a king. Yeah. But Saul, for some reason, didn't feel inside of him that God's calling is what made him worthy. Yeah. And so when he was called and they were looking for him, he was hiding. He was hiding in the sheaves. He's like, nah, uh, not me, not me. Somebody you, else. That's a different Saul. <laughs> that's Saul of the tribe of Judah, not Benjamin. I'm from Benjamin. That's uh, you talking about the other Saul. Right. Um, but yeah, he hid because he was, he was worried about, I mean, this is speculation, but understanding his character throughout um, scripture. Um, he didn't, he didn't respond to God's calling yeah. as far as owning that identity. Yeah. As like, okay, God says I'm king. I'm king. Right. He was like, God says I'm, but I'm not king. But like, I don't feel yeah, like a king. I'm just some poor kid. Yeah. You know, I may be tall, you know, good. And he sports. wasn't poor. That's the other thing is like, Saul was like, I mean, he was just from a small tribe though. Yeah. You know, but Benjamin. it's like, like, okay, Paul, like Saul, you, you don't realize number one, like you, you're already in a place where people look at you. Yeah. They're looking at you. They, yeah. And now God's put you in a place where they're looking to you. And even still, he's like, no, 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 not me. Though. Yeah. That's not, not me. me. And also like, Later on in Saul's life, he had mm-hmm. this intense jealousy problem. Yeah. Like when he hears people singing about David yeah. and comparing David, to, it was like, I mean, it just drove him mad. Yeah. They, I mean, because now I can think of some world leaders now that would feel the same way, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. praising your second in command and being like, Hey, Saul's Ooh. cool, but David, right. That's that dude. Like, and like, and he'd already been King at this point. Yeah. For a while. Like and it's like, man, king. you already have loyal subjects. Yes. And appreciate them. And part of that imposter syndrome is not being able to appreciate other people's successes because you see them as a threat to your own. And one of the things that, that Saul was dealing with was um, as he was elevated to King and he saw David being praised by the people, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Normally in a proper mentor mentee relationship, you celebrate. Yeah. When you see the one you've been pouring into and they're doing yeah. great, you want to be, that's my man. Because right you realize that's an investment that you've made. You realize right. like, oh my goodness, Lord, that's the fruit mm-hmm. of something I've been encouraged. This Lord, yeah, you can praise God. It's like when your children, that. when your children yes. do great, you, you celebrate that. But, yes. but Saul was not there because no. Saul was so busy trying to manage his image. Mm-hmm. He wanted everybody to see him as this great king. Yeah. And anyone else getting glory around him was like, no, it was a threat. It It was was a a, threat to his image. It was a threat to that identity. And it would make him even more of an imposter. It was like, Oh my goodness, they're they're really going to figure out that I'm not. And so, but even before all this, even, even before David, because like, Mm -hmm. that's the main thing we tend to focus on in Saul's life. Cause it's so movie like, like this, this pursuit of David. Saul had issues with people pleasing 
way before then. Um, he was like disobedient at one mm-hmm. point to something God had said. He was listening to the voice of his people. Yeah. Yeah. Like Samuel. he was actually, they were told like, Hey, you need to go and devote these things to destruction. Like I'm, I'm sending you to do this. All of it. Nothing spared. Yeah. And Saul like didn't do that. Like he, he was like, okay, well, but, but not all of it. Like, but yeah. this part, this is the good stuff. Lord, like this is the good stuff. We're going to devote the good stuff to God. So well, like, and it wasn't even to the God, even to God. That's true. He was like, uh, when Samuel showed up and Samuel's like, didn't I say kill everything? Like, why do I hear sheep and goats? <laughs> yes, like, what, what is what, this bleeding in my ears? Yeah, what, what, what's all this livestock? Right. Um, and he's like, oh, well, uh, the people really wanted it and I want to be a good King. And so I just said, y'all go ahead and have it. Um, and then he, um, Saul being the one who offered a sacrifice. It wasn't yeah. his job. Yep. So he said he did the sacrifice and Samuel was like, Hey bro, that's my job. Like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm the priest. Yeah. What, what is wrong with you? And he's like, but you were taking forever and wow. they, they were going to start leaving. Wow. And it all came back to this imposter. Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just allow people to walk away because then they would realize I'm not this person and I'm, Come on. I, I should be a stronger King. And I, I want, mm-hmm. and, and everyone's going to know that I'm really dependent on, on someone. And, yeah. and, and so he mm-hmm. openly defied, yeah. um, the order of God Yeah, and he was disobedient. He was listening to all these other people and it, yeah. it's this imposter syndrome that causes us to posture ourselves, yeah in a way that we don't want to be viewed as weak mm-hmm. or we don't want to be viewed in any sort of way that reflects how we feel in the inner, inner, right. Mix. Right. You know what I mean? Because if I don't feel, um, accepted mm-hmm. at the first sign of any sort of rejection, yep. I'm going to buck yep. and I'm going to be, I'm going to be angry and yep. I'm going to attack that. Yeah. Um, if I feel like I'm supposed to be one who is always, you know, entertaining, mm-hmm. um, if somebody doesn't find me funny, then all of a sudden that's a threat. Yeah. Is what that person figured out who I really am. Yeah. And I can't have that because I need to be this person Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like this person. And there's this disjunct and, and it causes this, um, cause us to posture as though we have no weakness. Yeah. When, and, and like it happens in many different ways. Like certainly Mm -hmm. none of us are Kings or Queens with subjects. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the children did call me queen mommy today. And I did appreciate that. But, but we all have, um, networks of people that we're involved in. We all yeah. have a social network influence influence. Yeah. And so like, there is a, a part of that. I, I've personally seen this with regard to social media. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this is a way that we can, we, we're like Saul sometimes like, Hey, somebody share something or goodness, comment something on something that we like, Hey, I, I believe this. I said this. And someone disagrees with us. Mm-hmm. You may have 25 people that agree with you. Yeah. But for some reason, that one person disagreeing with you in front of the 25 that mm-hmm. agree is the most devastating to your personal spirit. Like it's, yeah. it's the most devastating. You may have people that are like, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Good for you um, on your accomplishment. But one person that doesn't approve or the, the one person that doesn't hit like, mm-hmm. there's this like, well, that must mean that I'm not really that great. Yeah. Well, it must mean that I don't really have the talent or the gumption or the abilities mm, that I think I do. Yeah. And I think that that feeds into this sense of disintegration that we have mm. this lack of integrity Yeah, and social media does a number on this. It, yeah. it feeds this lack of integrity that yeah. that's so prevalent in our just being right. Mm-hmm. Because we can put up this false persona and the, the mask that we put on the mask that we put up starts getting um, loved 
And so we don't feel the love from that. Mm. But because we created the mask, when the mask gets rejected, that penetrates and we feel yep. that rejection. Yep. And so it's this That's weird, good. it's this weird double, like two-sided issue yeah, yeah. when you when you're living this disintegrated life yeah when the person you're presenting whether it's in real life or on social media um you feel a disconnect and mm -hmm. you don't feel like that's really you yeah um one it's hard to receive the love and then it's also you feel the rejection so much more because mm -hmm. you already feel that distance and then man even the thing i created can't be loved right like what is going on here? Right. <laughs> i must be terrible yeah and and like the reality is I mean, just to, just to respond to that, like, you're not a terrible person. Correct. You just have your values in a terrible place. Mm. You've placed your identity in terrible things. That's good. That's um, good stuff right there. And so like going back to Saul, mm -hmm. um, these things that he did, like he, he openly confronted anything that made him appear weak. Appear. Yeah. Not that exposed his weakness because mm -hmm. that's different, but anything that even made him look weak. So that image management thing, mm -hmm. um, that we're talking about where like, we know it's healthy, to seek accountability and to ask other people like, Hey, where are the areas I need to grow? Yeah. I'm feeling some weakness in this area. Image management actually causes brain damage, mm. like trying to manufacture or manage, um, how people perceive you. Mm -hmm. It causes your, it causes your brain to deteriorate. You're causing oh, like good. all these connections to be made that amount to unhealthy thinking patterns. They amount to really, really unhealthy, um, relational and behavioral patterns. Yeah. Um, you're going to find your sleep is affected. You're going to find you're not joyful in areas where you normally would feel that mm -hmm. because you're so preoccupied with what are they going to think? Yeah. And if they think this, then are they going to think that? And it just causes, it's a spiraling, it's a downward spiral, I should say. Yeah. And it causes this, um, self-consciousness mm -hmm. where there really should be self-awareness. Yeah. And I think that's a good, um, line to draw, like a good mm -hmm. definition. Like we should be self-aware, meaning, uh, do some honest evaluation of where yeah. your values are, of where, how your actions line up with what you say you believe. Yeah. Um, but that should be different than self-conscious where you're always thinking about your image. You're always mm -hmm. thinking about you and you're at the center of, of everything. Cause yeah. even, um, uh, St. Ignatius, he mm. had this prayer that he did called the examine. Yeah. And so at the end of the good. day, you pray like, Lord, illuminate my memory. Um, you ask him to show you stuff through it. There's like a five-step process, but that's a, a practice of spirit filled self-awareness mm -hmm. that doesn't revert to self-consciousness about, Oh, how could have I done that better? How could I, <laughs> how do I manage? How could yeah. I have? And it just brings it all back to me. So I think, mm. yeah, self-consciousness versus self-awareness. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. Um, um yeah, go ahead. Going into that, um, that spiral. Yeah. Um, one thing that living into this, um, imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. cause we all experience it, but what we're talking about specifically is when you choose to live in that, mm -hmm. um, when you're living in it, uh, it leads you to avoid responsibility. Mm. And what it does is yeah. like, if you look at Saul, Saul blamed everybody. Saul, it wasn't his fault, right? It was people. It was, they wanted the people. It. They wanted the sacrifice and you yeah. were the one that was late. Samuel, oh, yeah. how you gonna blame me? You're late. I'm sitting here, <laughs> you know, late. I'm trying to do my thing. I'm trying to be king and they, I guess I'm not a good king if you don't show up. So I'm gonna just wow. kill people. So like wow. he started to avoid responsibility. And even when he went out to pursue, one of the times he's pursuing David, a uh, scripture says that the people, his like advisor stirred him up against David. Yep. Like he had already come to peace with David. Like, oh, he's cool. Yeah. Like he's out in the wilderness. And then the people were like, oh, y'all just, you just gonna let him slide? Yeah. Oh, what are people going to think? Man, they're going to say you soft. They're uh -huh. going to say you sweet soft. Well, and then when he goes to pursue him and David's best friend, Jonathan, lets him know, like, hey, you better get out here. Yeah. Then he blames his son. He's, yeah, he's like, like, how are you going to let my enemy get away? You done gave the kingdom away, boy. It's like, 
he's like dad Family i feel like he's like dad you need to chill dad <laughs> yeah, like you're for doing real too much, dad. <laughs> yeah. stop listening to your friends dad <laughs> yeah and and saw what in that like it should we um what am i trying to say i had like five words try to come out at once um <laughs> In that, we see Saul being tormented, one, by oh, a yeah. phys- an actual spirit. The scripture yes, says that there's yeah. an evil spirit that tormented Saul. But the reason, and I truly believe that the New Testament shows us this, the reason we can be tormented by evil spirits is because we're not walking in the spirit. Come on. And so on. Saul's imposter syndrome, his his reliance on self-image, on image management, his mm-hmm. reliance on trying to prove himself and trying to make himself be this thing that he really didn't feel mm-hmm. um, instead of just living into what God had already called him to do. Yeah. Separated him from proper worship. It separated yes. him from being able to, to lift up God on high. And mm-hmm. that put in him, not only a spirit of bitterness. Um, I mean, not like a external spirit, but it stirred up his spirit to bitterness. Yeah. yeah. But it also allowed him to be tormented by an evil spirit. Yeah. Because he didn't have that protection. He wasn't walking in step with the spirit. Yeah. And, um, wow. And when we're living in that imposter syndrome, we a lot of times can feel tormented and we can feel a disconnect because, again, it's like setting up that mask. Mm. The mask goes to church. The mask mm-hmm. worships God. Mm-hmm. But we still feel so far removed because yeah. there's no integration between who we think we are and yeah. what, what we're putting out there for other people to see. That's good. Um, and when you do that, it can lead you also to isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Saul, like physically isolating like not wanting to be around people, but also like you can still be isolated when you surround yourself with people that only tell you what you want to hear. Ooh. You can still, fe- I mean, and you'll feel it even more because again, they're yeah. getting the mask. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, Oh, I love this. I love what you're doing. So I love the, the way that you just told them off. That was so awesome. And all the while it's like, well, they're not really loving me. Mm-hmm. And so you feel even more isolated because yeah. you've, you've only allowed yourself to be in that echo chamber. Mm. You've yes. only put yourself in that place. And, um, and also like going back to it, like what you said about, um, not truly living into who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I love about Jesus is that he, everything, I mean, what's not, to what's love? not to love about the guy. But one thing I love about the way he approached people is I think Jesus saw through every mask and the fact that he saw through everything and chose to love people as they were Mm -hmm. because he knew that he, he understood the careful, intentional ways that God had created them. Mm, Yeah. That was offensive to those who appreciated masks because it was like, how can you love them through that? How can, how, how could you possibly, how dare you love them in that way? Yeah. But it was so freeing for the people that experienced it. And I, and I, you know, Saul being tormented, choosing to be in that place of isolating from those who loved him and appreciated him, but then Mm -hmm. also surrounding himself with those who were only going to feed him lies. Mm -hmm. Um, it prevented him from experiencing that kind of transparent love. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking to also talks about grace. Because yeah. Jesus, as he interacted with these folks, he didn't interact from a place of judgment. He interacted from a place of grace. Yeah. There was judgment. There was um, co- con- correction yeah. and conviction yes. at times. But it wasn't a judgmental place where Jesus was showing up being like, oh, really? Yeah, he wasn't yeah, everyone sitting thinks people you're down great, to... <laughs> but he called out people that, that bought into this imposter syndrome. Yes. That did not accept grace. Because when you're um, denying grace is when you start to live into the imposter syndrome because Mm, grace is something you can't prove, right? Mm. Grace is unfair. Grace puts you at a place of advantage. Grace gives you options into areas that you don't have to work your way into. Yeah. And so 
the disjunct is when we experience this grace sometimes, mm -hmm. then our, our human fleshly side is like, well, you don't deserve this. You're not really good enough. You shouldn't be here. And then we start to believe that. Mm -hmm. And then that starts to separate us from the grace of where God put us. Yeah. And so then we start doing all the stuff Saul did. Yeah. But if you can just believe the grace, accept the grace of God, when God says, Hey, I've called you, I love yeah. you. You do nothing to earn this. It's my love that, that makes you good enough. Mm -hmm. You're not good enough on your own. Of course not. Right. But, but look what I said about you. Yeah. And I never lie. Yeah. And so when you can understand that and start to um, accept that, it starts to pull you out of this workspace righteousness where mm. you're trying to earn your status, right? Mm -hmm. Like, God, I know you gave me this job. Now I'm going to work really hard to prove to you that I deserve to be here. Right. But no, That's no, not you're not. No, because you can't. Because you can't. You literally There's can't. And like, can. what's crazy is like, I love in Jeremiah where he says, before I formed you in the womb. Before, way, way back when. Before, because Jeremiah was like, ah. I don't know, Lord, are they going to listen? <laughs> I am but a youth, Lord. I am, but who am I? And he's like, listen, son, before you were even a physical being, mm -hmm. I chose you and appointed you Come as on. a prophet to the nations. Yeah. And like, and Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. We know he was a crybaby, but he still went out and did what God called him That's to do. Right. Because it's like, hey, look, you've been appointed. And I, I just wish so much that more believers would truly accept this in their hearts and their minds that you have been appointed for such a time as this, yes. wherever you are, to speak to the people that are in front of you. And, and if you have the confidence to know that you've been given something that can't be taken from you, yes, that's that's true confidence. Yes. Because I, it, it comes from gratitude. It comes from, yeah. Lord, I don't deserve this, but you've given this to me. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. And oh my goodness, I am going to steward this like nobody's business. Yes. What's well, like is his business, but. Well, and I think you should, <laughs> I'm going to steward it like it's yours, but it's somebody's business. It's somebody's business. If it was no one's business, then it'd be my business. And that's none of my business. Whose what, business is it? <laughs> I'm going to give them the business. No. Um, so this idea of the, the God confidence, like having a confidence in something that's given to you. Mm -hmm. It just reminded me of like um, going to school with really wealthy kids. Mm. They had more confidence than they should have. But at times, let's yeah. translate that into the kingdom. Come and that's on. how we should operate in the spirit. Because I remember going to school with kids and it's like, hey, you can't you can't go behind this. This this door says no entry. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, they'll be fine. I can go in here. It's they, like, they know who my father is. Yeah. Well, wait, what? You can't just do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And really having the confidence of like, listen, I've got privilege here. Ah, and so understanding wow. that in the kingdom mindset, taking it out of the worldly, mm. putting it in the kingdom, know that when God puts you somewhere, you can have the confidence because someone else is looking out for you. That's right. Someone else, your daddy put That's you right. there. You're, That's right. Your father is the one. They know who your father is yeah. and he's in control of everything. And so yeah. we don't walk around with an arrogance, but we should walk around with such um, a spirit of gratefulness yeah. of like, yeah, God put me here, but you can't make me feel bad. I'm so thankful yeah. about being here that I can't feel bad about it. Yeah, and and also like it, this stops you from having to protect something that yeah. you've built for yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because that's so much more energy. Like trying to oh. claw and fight, and you know, I'm gonna Fend censor this, and people. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna block you, and I'm gonna unfollow, and I'm gonna you know, I'm not gonna answer your phone call when you call because you're gonna make me no. I'm look, gonna cut you down in this meeting. You, I'm gonna undercut yeah, you. No, um, all you have to do is walk in the confidence of the Lord to know Saul, he has made you a king or Naomi. He has made you a daughter. He has made yeah. you, he makes you worthy in whatever situation you're in. That's right. He alone, his grace alone does that. So we have to move into practicality because Gotta like we're, we're just, we could talk for hours on this. This is but such a great topic for us. So yeah, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Do it. I want you to repeat these that. words. 
Say hello. Hello. My name is. My name is what? My name Fill is in your name. who? My name. Oh, sorry. And then I want you to say, and I battle imposter syndrome. And I battle imposter syndrome. Your, your turn. Very good. Good. <laughs> This is the C and say episode. <laughs> yes. So if you're just um, listening, you need to go and watch the YouTube video. Right. And second, you want to go into the second one? Yes. Yeah, okay. So second, after you've admitted this, because again, just backing up a little bit, mm -hmm. all the issues Saul had was because he didn't battle the imposter syndrome. He lived into it. Mm, he, he just yeah. owned that. And that was his identity. So after you've admitted it, you have to start to identify the areas in your life where this is affecting. Mm. So you've got to look at like, okay, I don't feel like this when I'm at home around my friends and family. But I feel like this at work. So what is yeah. it about the way I work or what is mm -hmm. it about my accomplishments that I don't feel worthy? Yeah. Or what is it about my position? Or maybe it's the opposite. I feel fine at work. I know who I am. But when I get home, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I deserve the love that I'm receiving from my children. Or, wow. or I don't feel like I am the the man or woman that that my spouse needs. That's good. Um, so what is it there that you're yeah. battling? You need to, to be able to put words around these relationships, mm -hmm. around these uh, situations that are being affected. Yeah. Also, you need to listen to other people's testimonies. We talked about how we have this, um, this misconception of what other people have gone through that, mm -hmm. that, well, I couldn't possibly, and you wouldn't possibly understand because you don't know. Well, here's the thing. You can help yourself Come on. by listening to other people's testimonies. There's a great movement that I don't know if it's still a big thing, but it the, was for a while. Yeah. The I am second movement. Mm -hmm. You can go on YouTube, you can search for I am second videos. You can watch celebrities give their testimonies and you can see that, oh my goodness, this person who I've built up, you know, as this great, perfect thing, they've yeah. actually struggled with things just like me. Yeah. It's crazy. And so I would, we, we highly encourage you to listen to other people's testimonies um, and, and learn more about them through that. And even beyond going and listening to famous people, mm -hmm. um, talk to your people that you trust and love. Talk to people that, that are you in look your, up to, that are in your circle that you think just have it all together mm -hmm. and just ask them like, Hey, I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. Like, tell me your testimony. Tell me your Jesus moment. Like, what did God bring you through? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to learn some things about people that you thought were just perfect. Never yeah. had any issues. Yeah. You're going to learn. No, the reason they are where they are is because God brought them through those valleys. Yeah. And so that's good. Yeah. You'll um, learn today. <laughs> and um, with that. Yes. Also surround yourself. Surround. With that's mature going. and godly people who are not perfect. You need your own inner circle. Hey, and speaking of which, we're actually going to go into this topic about how to form godly friendships. How do I yes. find those people to surround myself with? How do I get those people around me who are not just an echo chamber, yeah. but who are going to love me and who are going to love me um, deeper in my relationship with Jesus? We're going to go into that with the inner circle. So if you want to yes. join that, you can go ahead and click somewhere on the screen here. It's going to be a thing you can, you we'll can go and, and visit that. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it and it's going to bless you. Yes. And so uh, if you've been blessed by anything that we've spoken about, shared yeah. about, um, please share this episode with somebody. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are listening to this and somebody sent you this episode, make sure you find us. Go to our website, go to our uh, podcast and subscribe so that you can never miss another episode. That's right. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.